Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear-Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast where we talk about just kind of whatever we feel like. And because <laughs> Matt fucking hates my guts, he hates me so much, y'all, you don't even know, he picked this topic for this week. Matt, what did you subject me to? <laughs> well, first off, I'd like to... I'd like to point out that if I hate you, I hate myself three times as much because I've I've seen our topic for this week three times at this point. I am, of course, referring to the smash hit 2014 children's film, Bold, e- <laughs> Bold Eagles. Bold which, Eagles, which, which is a 2013 film, by the way. <laughs> it's actually, like... According to the internet, they kind of can't figure out if it was released in 2013 or 2014, so you already know you're in for some shit. Um, <laughs> Mike just watched this movie for the first time. This is my third time seeing it. I believe the last time I watched this movie, the first time I watched this movie was like t- 10 days ago. I can actually bring it up. Um, Mike, why don't you explain what Bold Eagles is theoretically about? Okay, okay. Uh, Bold Eagles is about being one of those movies where you search through Netflix and you see the, 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 the poster or the picture or whatever, and you're just like, who the, what the fuck is this thing? And that's, that's Bold Eagles. You see, my, my criteria was a little different because in, in our shitty movie stream where I watched this with a group of friends for the first time, um, our exact criteria was, hey, we need a shitty movie, children's movie to watch. And then me seeing this thing and seeing the nightmarish looking fucking Five Nights at Freddy's Otter and also seeing that it only had about a one hour and 15 minute runtime was like, why don't we watch Bold Eagles? This one looks like a real piece of shit. Yes and no. Boy, howdy. (laughs) I'm not allowed to pick movies for that group anymore. So... So let's let's explain kind of is is what little research we've been able to to sort of glean about this movie before we get into the the, the meat of it. So apparently there is a popular children's character in Norway. Well, I don't know if it's popular. It has it has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, there is a, a children's character with the Wikipedia page in Norway. I had to I had to get it auto Google translated from Norwegian to read anything about this character. It's not there's not a wiki page in English. I had to this is the Norwegian page. Uh, it is it, the the character's called Pele Politibil. Uh, and it's basically Pele the police car, and I'm going to read this, and this is Google auto-translated to explain away any weirdness, although it still came out pretty legible. Uh, Pele the police car is a Norwegian fantasy figure from several movies, television shows, and books for children. He is presented as a talking, black-and-white little Volkswagen Beetle with eyes in the front lights. Uh, he's basically a magical talking police car. Uh, you know, like like the, the like the hit Cars films oh, by God. Disney Pixar, except it it, uh, it it's the only one that's like it. Like, this might actually predate Cars one, though. The the existence uh, of the character, yeah, apparently yeah. it was made in the mid eighties. Yeah, okay, uh, so this actually predates Cars. It's not like yeah, a but but I mean like like talking like vehicles with eyes where the headlights should be is not a new idea. But I oh, do yeah, want to emphasize that not. I do want to emphasize that this character is just it's the like. It just lives in a world with humans and regular cars. Like, like he is the only sentient vehicle that we know of in this setting. Uh, it says he was originally created by policeman, and I'm going to butcher this, uh, Age Magnussen. Apologies to any Norwegian listeners we might have, and or to the gentleman himself. 
Uh, he was created in the mid-80s as part of uh, a road safety program for children. Uh, he had his first appearance actually on a radio show in 1986, and uh, he had three seasons on the radio and then two books, and then he had a TV series that premiered in 1993, and he has since had uh, three movies, one uh, that came out in 2002, uh, one uh, that was just called Pele Politibill, and then one in 2010 that was uh, Pele Politibill Goes Into the Water, and then in 2013, which was Pele uh, Politibill Goes, uh, is on track, um, which I that, guess is what we watched. Yeah. So this this is this movie, uh, it, far as I know, is the only one that's been dubbed into English and rebranded as something else. At least it's the only one on Netflix and is readily accessible. It's actually the third film in the series, and again, that's on top of kids books and TV series. So I guess in theory, if you're a Norwegian kid watching this character, like this is an established character, you know who this is. They don't explain fucking anything. To us, like this, and and this right here, this is all the information I've got. Like, admittedly, we didn't dig super deep. Like, this was, I think, between the two of us, we've done like fifteen minutes of research. I think we've actually done more than that. I think we've probably put in like half an hour of like research. But yeah, this one, there's not a ton of information here. There's some, and I imagine we could probably dig deeper and find more. But fuck that, because Jesus God, we're gonna be spending enough time talking about this fucking movie. Yeah, but yeah. The, the, po- the point is, there's this batshit uh, fucking kids movie called Bold Eagles on Netflix, and it is apparently a Norwegian film based on a character that Norwegian children would recognize, but presumably no one else. And it's fucking bonkers. Like, if <laughs> if this is the one that they felt would be palatable to non-Norwegian audiences, I don't want to know what the fuck happens in the other two. Yeah, like, what in the hell went on? And I guess maybe one of the reasons this one is so just whatever the fuck this movie is, insane, crazy, fucking just out of its goddamn gourd, I I guess maybe we were missing some of the lore of the Pele the Police Car series, and that's why we were so confused. But also, at the same time, I need to ask, what the hell happens in those movies to set up this one? Because, wow, this car has some problems. So so worth noting, worth noting, uh, this movie completely rebrands everything for the English release. Like, the name Pele is gone. Now, the story still takes place in Norway. The characters acknowledge that they are in Norway. Uh, These are the Norwegian police. Uh, The Norwegian princess comes up. Uh, We meet her briefly at the beginning, and while she never shows up again, she remains a relevant plot point. Uh, But, like, this is... This is Norway-ass Norway. They don't pretend it's, like, in the mountains in the U.S. somewhere. Like, this is Norway. But they call the character Radar, and, like, his... His friend and, like, he's the police car of a specific officer, one of only two officers in this police force, apparently, um, called, what is it, Uncle something? Uncle Richard. Uncle Richard. We, I thing. just called him Luigi Cop, because he looks kind of like Luigi. Yeah, but it's worth noting that this this character's name is Uncle Richard, and he is constantly referred to as Uncle Richard, like the full title, and it's never explained why he's called that. Although, actually... Do, do characters besides Radar call him that? I was just thinking, I can't remember, and fuck you, I'm not going back and watching this thing a fourth time to figure it out. <laughs> okay. The thing is, I, I could swear the, like, the, the police chief, who's the only other officer we ever see, 
Uh, like, I'm pretty sure I, also I, calls him uncle. I, I think he does, but I, I can't I can't confirm that. I yeah, think like, he does. But, like, the, the fact that we can't figure out why this dude is called uncle kind of ties into the other big mystery uh, surrounding the film, which is they never explain what Radar is or where he came from. He's just kind of in a live car, and and like he's he, like the big threat in this movie that he's dealing with is that he could potentially be fired from the police force, which implies that a magical pol- sentient police car had to be hired by the police force. Well, maybe he wasn't like originally. A, well, we talked about this while we were watching the movie. I think he may have originally just been a magical sentient car who became a police officer, which is. Weird, but, I mean, it's a magical talking car, so, you know, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. And so we, we also get into the, the thing that, um, again, is w- one of the situations that the aforementioned car series kind of skirts around. Like, Radar is still a fully functioning car. He has, like, an engine and suspension and stuff, and Uncle Richard gets into the driver's seat and, like, question mark drives him? I mean, he holds the steering wheel, but it's still... Theoretically, Radar's still the one calling the shots, I think. Yeah, and before you think we're, like, reaching here and it's, like, the whole how do cars fuck sort of thing, this becomes explicit text in the movie and they bring up how weird this is and it's brought to attention. Yeah, yeah, like, like cars will do things like have a joke about, ha-ha, I'm drinking motor oil, or ha-ha, it's the cars, Pope, you know? And then we as nerds will extrapolate from that for... For comedic effect, because it's funny to take these things too seriously and think about, oh, Jesus, you know, what what happened? Like, like why is the car's pope in a car's mobile? Does that mean there was a car assassination attempt on the car pope? And does the car presence of a car pope imply a car Jesus and a car Roman Empire and a car crucifixion? How does car crucifixion work? Does that imply a car God? Like, you know, so on and so forth. Like, it's fun to do that. But it's on the fringes because Cars is just a dumb kids movie about cars where the cars' windshields are eyes. But it is, like like Matt said, it is explicit text in this film because this you movie... Know yeah, go ahead. We, we have to get to it. This movie... We'll cut to the quick here. Uh, it's, this, it's this whole thing about poachers and stuff and saving, kind of saving so, the environment yeah. and, so and things let's, like that. Let's explain first, first, before we get ahead of ourselves, let's explain what the movie is theoretically about. The elevator pitch for this movie. The elevator pitch for this movie is Radar the police car and his friends, the talking otter, the baby eagle, and Luigi cop, and the terrible fucking police officer leader guy, I guess, is what we're going to call him. He has, like, a more official title, like, that that kind of implies that he's the head of, like, constable. Like, I think it's implied that he's, like, the head of, like, all police in Norway, question mark? Or at least, like, this division, maybe. Like, the regional police? I don't know. Yeah, he's supposedly way up high in the ranks, but, like, I guess it's easy to be way up high in the ranks when there's exactly one other officer, and he is your... Like subordinate. Well, two and, others, I well, guess. If well, you count two, the car. two of them, but one of them is a car. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So theoretically, it's about those people trying to stop a couple of poachers from poaching. That's yeah. Theoretically, with the some poachers who about. talk a lot about killing animals, but mostly just kidnap them and then keep yeah. them in a van. I, I absolutely uh, RV trailer thing. Um, I absolutely believe that they would have killed the shit out of those animals, though. We'll get to that. Do you want to explain or attempt to explain what the movie is actually about? 
the movie is actually about. Uh, so the long and short of it, uh, like, and again, we don't really need to get super into the plot details. This isn't an in-depth, like, review of this movie. Like, we're not going to do the fucking, you know, we hate movies thing where we go through this scene by scene. But the basic gist of it is this eagle, this endangered eagle, uh, gets captured and its egg falls out of the nest and Radar finds it and keeps it warm by keeping it under the hood on its engine. And then the egg hatches and... It raises the eagle, which, and the thing is, it doesn't treat it as a situation where like, oh, I better take care of this baby eagle till the mom gets back. No, 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 it's way creepier than that. Radar starts waxing philosophical about how he feels about being a mother. And when confronted, like, why don't we find, because like Luigi Coppola rounds a little over the halfway point of the movie, Luigi Cop... So he eventually reveals to them that the eagle's mother is missing, and Luigi Cop's like, we need to find its mother. And then Radar gets super defensive, and is like, no, I'm its mother. And it's like, whoa, yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Like, and that like is when the they, when they first put, it, it goes zero to 60 immediately, because when they first put the egg under the hood to start keeping it warm, because it's like, oh man, we gotta incubate this egg until we find the mom. Like, Radar straight up says something along the lines of like, Oh, it's so like this is how it a, feels to have a baby, have a baby inside in your, me. Yeah, this is how it feels to have a baby in your tummy. And when I was watching that with the fir- the first time with my friend's group who likes watching shitty movies, I was like, so are we going to ignore the fact that, like, the car just got impregged? And everyone else was like, yeah. And then it kept coming up again and again and again. And eventually it got to that scene with Luigi Cop, and it's like... Guys, we kind of can't ignore this anymore. Like, this car's we, got problems. At some point, we kind of just forget about the, the, the A plot, and the B plot takes over, and the B plot is just, like, Radar learning to be a mom. Like, we just sort of forget about the... Like, the villains have a remarkably small amount of screen time, and indeed, even, like, Radar's supposed best friend, like, Luigi Cop, like, also has a remarkably small amount of screen time. It's, it's just, like... It's Radar and this random lady otter and this baby eagle fucking farting around in the woods for, like, probably two-thirds of the runtime. And, like, there's this whole thing of, like, oh, man, it's, it's this whole thing where we're going to, like, feed this baby eagle sausages and, like, it's gonna we're going to teach it to fly. And, oh, God, the, the baby eagle's running around with its arms in front of itself going vroom, vroom. Oh, no, it thinks it's a car. And it's, like, it's, it's, it's fucking wild, y'all. It's weird, and it's creepy, and it's uncomfortable, and it's unique in a way that, like, okay, so I've seen a lot of shitty movies. I, as you can probably tell, I deliberately seek out and watch shitty movies as for entertainment. God only knows why. I've seen some really bad pieces of media. I've seen some really baffling pieces of media. Bold Eagles is, like, way up there on both of them. Higher, much higher up on the baffling spectrum. I've seen worse movies than Bold Eagles for sure. I don't think it's yeah. Like top there are 10. Uh, here's here's the fucking crazy thing is as twisted as this movie is, like some of the jokes land. There yeah. are some legitimately funny bits in this movie, but yeah. also it's fucking gazing into the mouth of madness. It is, and like. In the, so it's not like the worst movie I've ever seen, and it's not even close. Like the Emoji Movie is honestly like a way worse film than this, I think. And that's still, actually I'm still debate. like reeling from just before we started recording this. You casually dropped the fact that you've watched the Emoji Movie, and I, was I watched like, the Emoji. Right prior to this, 
I watched, so when we were watching with that group, we had just got off of watching Alpha and Omega. So, like, I was prepared. I knew You were what theoretically shitty... prepared for a shitty CGI was... movie that took place in the wilderness. Yeah, I was as prepared and ready and stalwart as any human being could reasonably be. And this movie fucking blindsided me. And I was watching this film at, like, three in the fucking morning with, like, a group of people. And I thought I was going fucking insane when I was watching this film. And then I went back when I was not three in the morning and I rewatched it with another friend and it was just as fucking absurd. Like it wasn't just me. And now I watched it with you again, not at three in the morning. And you had the exact same reaction of I did of like, what the fuck is this film? Yeah. Like I now let's be clear. Let's be clear. When we say these things, when we're screaming about this movie being just like a, a one way trip to, 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 to hell. Like, we're, I'm at least also kind of recommending it. I, I can rec- Okay, I can recommend it if you're an aficionado for bad, corny pieces of media. Oh, yes. I can recommend it absolutely because yes. if if you're the movie- sort of person who enjoys watching bad films, if if you're someone who enjoys your your various like your birdemics, the the rooms is the trolls food fights. You know, like stuff like that. Like this is this is great. This is absolutely a movie you need to watch because I again I've seen bad movies. This is a bad movie, not the worst I've seen by a long shot, but it is easily one of the most baffling pieces of media I've ever seen. With just like because the thing about it is it lures you in in the first half an hour because the first half an hour you're kind of just in for a generic oh people are being a dick to animals. The talking police car wants to teach the kids the lesson about not being a dick to animals. And then it gets weird at almost like the half hour mark, almost exactly when they get the egg back and he puts it in his like fucking engine block. And he's like, like oh, it's it's like like someone flips a switch. Yeah, it's immediately. And it, it really is just instantly. It's like, whoa, this just got weird. And it just gets weirder and weirder and more awkward and uncomfortable and just like wow. Yeah, and one of the one of the crazy things about it is that narratively, in terms of the plot, it is an incredibly simple film. Like with the initial pitch that we gave you, we've told you half the plot. An endangered eagle gets kidnapped, the baby needs to be taken care of, they find the poachers and save the day. Like that is that is the A to B of the whole thing and that's not even just like an elevator pitch that is yeah, the that's plot. the plot. That's like, the movie. It's every everything movie. else that happens in this, in this film is like side stuff and digressions. And again, that's not us being dismissive or like deliberately boiling the movie down. Like there's just tons of random shit that happens between the obvious starting point and the obvious ending point. None of it is necessary and like two thirds of it is mind boggling. Yeah, and a lot of it's like really weird and uncomfortable there's, and off putting. So, so we mentioned earlier, there's a whole thing about how they they're they're trying to find like a food that the baby eagle is willing to eat, and like eventually they stumble upon oh the baby eagle likes sausages. Does that have anything to do with actual nature? I don't know. Fuck it, whatever. He likes sausages, and they keep feeding him sausages, and then they, he gets fat. And they're like, oh no, we've got to try and teach this thing to fly, but now he's fat. So they they decide they're gonna have like a fucking Rocky montage where they train this thing, like they have it they have this thing go jogging until it gets thin again, and like they just sort of like use a dissolve to to show that it's lost weight, like that the whole sequence lasts like I don't know a minute. 
And all the while, the eagle's mother is stuck in this fucking murder camper run by the most vicious goddamn woman ever put into an animated children's film. Now, you fucking love this villain. I love this woman. So this woman is a Norwegian environmental criminal, as, as listed by the movie. And this woman hates animals and has dedicated her life to torturing and killing animals. Like, yeah, like she talks about doing things for money, like you know the the whole, because that's the thing is in the in the in the real world, like generally speaking, when people go poaching, they're doing it for the money, or they're just incredibly wealthy and they want to like deliberately you know break the law just to just to show off, you know. Yeah, it's one of those two things. Usually, despite what Captain Planet will tell you, people don't go around killing animals just because they fucking hate animals. Like just fuck this zebra. You know, like, that's not usually the reason poaching happens, but that is explicitly why this lady is doing this. She fucking hates nature so much. Like, the deal is, she says she likes the money, but the reality is the killing animals came first, and she just found a way to make some money off of it. This isn't, how do I make money? Oh, I can kill animals. This is, I fucking hate animals, and I want to starve them to death in tiny fucking cages. How can I get money for this? I oh, mean, if, if, if I you can make how. a career out of doing what you love, then, like, you're set. Yeah, no, and this woman loves murdering animals. She's going to kill all of them. She hates animals so much, and she's like, oh, yeah, we got to, we got to, rich people will pay a lot for rare animals, and she's just like puffins, and she's like, I fucking hate Puffins. <laughs> yeah, she talks about rare animals, and, and she's capturing like otters and and like and, puffins. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and let, let's talk about this otter for a second. So, I, 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 we kind of glossed over it earlier, but like in in Radar's like quest to raise this baby eagle, he has a sidekick, and it's this really stupid otter named Dottie, and like like. It, She's basically Dory from Finding Nemo. Like, she's just, like, her whole thing is just she's kind of an idiot and her attention span is, like, half a second. But, like, the thing is, unlike Dory, who tried to be nice and do right, this this otter's like a borderline sociopath. It's literally just in this for the kicks. It doesn't give a shit about yeah. anything. It doesn't even give a shit about its own safety. Yeah. That's the amazing part. <laughs> this thing's like bulletproof, but what's great and and what sets up one of the few like gags in this movie that like actually genuinely lands. So the first thing we see this poacher do in this movie is capture this otter's boyfriend. And then like she goes hunting for him and that's kind of the that's kind of the uh, um, um, inciting incident is, like, Radar sees that she, like, has lost her boyfriend. And then, like, after, I don't know, about a minute and a half, she and the movie forgets he exists until, like, there's five minutes left. Yeah. But, like, the th- and what happens is she breaks into the RV and she, she free- starts freeing some of the other animals, one of them being her boyfriend... And her boyfriend's like, don't you remember me? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh my, and it's like, holy shit. No, like the lines, if I remember correctly, is literally just, she's like, oh, who are you? Well, I'm your boyfriend. I'm your boyfriend. Oh, cool. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, and the thing about that joke is that's actually a clever joke. Like, there's an actual, like, setup, and there's an actual setup 
the timing is good, not only in the sense of comedic timing of like the pacing and the dialogue back and forth, but also in the sense of where it lands in the movie. Because yeah. at a, I've watched this with three groups at this point, and at around the time, probably a couple minutes prior to the boyfriend showing up again, everyone says, wait, didn't they forget about the boyfriend? And the answer is no, they didn't, and they actually used that for a fairly clever joke. But at that point in the movie, you're so just like completely overwhelmed with all the bullshit you've seen prior that you don't laugh, even though it's actually a funny joke, and is recognized as, oh my god, it's so fucking weird. Like, it's... It's fucking bananas. So, uh, do you want do you want to talk about the fucking bird watching scene? Oh, sure. So, we were watching this with friend of the show Emily, and at the start of it, she made an off color joke because the the poacher mom, the terrible poacher mom, who is referred to only as Mother or Elizabeth's mother, uh, is as you can probably predict, is the mother to a woman named pro- probably in like her early thirties, I'd guess, uh, named Elizabeth who doesn't like killing animals for no reason. Shocker that. Um, the other thing you need to know about Elizabeth is she's mad horny. And yeah, I, yeah. I'm not exaggerating there's, there's when I a, say there's that. There's a scene where it's basically implied that, that Radar is is chasing the poachers and like finds them in some bushes, and we get some laughing noises, and like the gag is that basically the poacher lady who fucking hates animals and the chief of police are fucking in the bushes, and then we, we get that exchange... And then, like, it later in the scene, it turns out five feet away, the daughter and Luigi cop are doing the same thing. Are definitely. Like, in the case of the police officer and and the mom, it, you can kind of maybe they weren't, like, fucking. But Luigi cop and Elizabeth, they were raw-dogging it in those They were bushes. absolutely fucking. And if you, again, if you think I'm exaggerating, watch this fucking movie. Because really I swear watch this to God, movie in general, because fuck, oh God, but yeah, and like at the end of the movie, when Luigi Cop is arresting Elizabeth, she's she's like, oh, I was fucking, I want you to arrest me, and it's like, I hope you have can put the handcuffs on me, and it's like, wow, yeah, the actual line is, I hope you have handcuffs, like, and, just fuck, and she, yeah, no, this she's mad horny, like. She's fucking, she wants the dick so bad. It's this, ridiculous. Like, damn, sister, this movie, you're so fucking thirsty. <laughs> this movie starts with with a car getting impregnated. And then there's, and then there's, and then as, as, as Emily was very eager to point out, there's an inflation sequence yeah. that we thought was going to lead to something and then didn't. Because did, nothing no, in this movie leads to anything. <laughs> Let's just, right. Do we want to talk about what a terrible fucking mother, father, parent Radar is in this movie? Radar sucks. <laughs> Go for it. Radar's the worst. Radar sucks at literally everything Radar does. Like, so Radar has like a mound of evidence for the poachers to like go after the poachers and never like. So when Radar realizes that the eagle's mother is missing. He doesn't call for backup. He doesn't radio in that the eagle is missing because, because like, the sword of Damocles over the whole movie, and the reason he theoretically doesn't do this, is the princess of Norway, question mark, um, says that if there's no eagle, there's no eagle park. But the thing is, they have an 
eagle still, so that doesn't work. And as the movie itself brings into explicit text, Radar doesn't really have a reason not to inform the police. He just... he, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. inform the police. And it's not even a matter of not having a radio handy. He's a car! And he Radio's explicit- inside him! And he uses it! Like, explicitly. Yeah, it's not a matter of he needs the driver to use the radio. He could just use the radio! In fact, that's one of the first things that happens in the movie, is there's this whole thing where he's late to the ceremony that the Princess of Norway is at, who, by the way, I just Googled to find out she is, in fact, a real person. Okay. And, and just, like... The, he, he uses the radio to, to call the chief. And like, when they go and they need him, the reason he's late is they need him to deliver a pair of scissors. And this was like the first time I had like a fucking conniption watching this movie because it was like, why do they need the car to deliver a pair of scissors? And the, the, my, the group I was with asked that. And I'm like, oh, I bet they're like a large novelty pair of scissors. And they were like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then he delivers the scissors and they're just a normal pair of scissors. Yeah. They're just normal scissors! And also, like, there's this whole running thing about how, like, Radar's, like, hood flies open very easily. And that becomes an explicit thing, too. There are several events throughout the course of the film that hinge on the fact that Radar just can't keep his hood shut. Radar sucks, and, like, the movie explicitly... It never, like, explicitly points that out, I guess. Well, it does. I mean, the guy gets fired, not because he's doing a terrible job and because Radar is fucking creepy. We'll get to that. But because, like, the police, chief of police was fucking that poacher? Um, yeah. And, like, he's so, like, like, oh, don't worry, movie, I'll take... The movie gives us so many legitimate reasons why Radar is bad at his job and should be fired. Be fired, absolutely. Beyond yes, but sh- then they contrive a situation in which he gets fired for something that actually is unfair. Yeah, and it's like, you didn't, like, I guess they needed to do that because, like, dramatic tension? I don't know. But, like, the weird thing about the police chief of police is the chief of police himself is willing to die for the cause. Yeah, that's one of the last things that happens in the film. We are we are told that this bumbling police chief actually is just, he's willing to lay he's down his He's willing to die for, for the, the cause. He's, he's willing to die for the cause. Like, there is an RV hurtling towards this motherfucker at, like, 75 miles an hour and come hell or high water. He is going to stop this thing with his body in his car or he is going to die in the process. And he is fully cognizant to the fact that he could die in the process. And that's not us reading into it. He's Specifically, he, like, takes off his hat and puts it on his chest and gives a short speech about how it is noble to die for the letter of the law. (laughs) And then, like, right after that, you have Elizabeth, who wants to get handcuffed and fucked in the back of the car. And then you have that really awkward scene with, like, the, the mother eagle, who they think is dead, but she's not. And it's really weird because, like... Fucking the terrible police car is like, oh, you're Scruffy's mom. And it's like, she's like, his, his name is Albie. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess it is. And it's like, oh, it's so awkward. And like the car really wants to be a mom and gets like super defensive when people point out that like that's really weird and creepy because it has a mother and he's like ignoring that fact. The movie ends with, with the police car dealing with postpartum depression. Yeah, being born is the most wonderful thing of all or whatever the fuck the police car says. Oh, man, this movie. Oh, shit. Okay. I've, I've watched this movie with three separate groups at this point. 
all of them have had the exact same reaction. Not the exact same reactions, but extremely similar reactions. And I think the best thing, one of the best things about this movie is this movie helped me make a friend. Did you know that? No. So Jeff, uh, Jeff Branson is a special education teacher, and you can follow him at Twitter at JeffBranson81 on Twitter. Very nice person uh, from what I've interacted with him. This is his favorite movie of all time, and he stumbled on that Twitter thread, and his reaction was, oh my god, I can't believe someone else had the exact same experience I did. I watched this movie at like 2 a.m. at a friend's house, and I was like, oh my god, I did like the exact same thing, and I thought I was tripping balls too. And he was like, I can't believe, I can't believe somebody else knows what I went through. Ah. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. We, we need, we need to, we need to wrap um, this up at some point because like this podcast so far has been 30 minutes of us just going, what the fuck, what the fuck, what the, the fuck. The, and like, so. I know typically I, I'd attribute that to us being bad podcasters and fair enough, but honest to God, there's no other way to tackle this one. It just... And there's a bunch of shit we didn't even get into. I don't think you can. I mean, do you have any any like stray things you want to just touch on real quick? Because like, um, the poacher's daughter Elizabeth doesn't want to murder animals, and it's really uncomfortable whenever it comes up. The fact that it's like clearly like really troubling her. The weird like saw or like hostile esque lighting in like the murder torture porn animal RV. Um. That woman just hates animals so fucking much. The fact that they, like, bring up Norway, like, a million times in the first half of the movie and then, like, never mention it again. Yeah, like, they really, really, really want to establish that this movie takes place in Norway. And, like, kind of the only time it's actually relevant... Well, there's two instances where it's actually relevant that they're in Norway. One is that there's a princess... And, you know, which kind of wouldn't make sense if this was, you know, in, like, America or Canada or something... And the other thing is that the poacher lady has, like, a mechanism in her RV that she can, like, change out the license plate on the RV to, to like, no matter where in Europe she goes, she can make it appear that she's from somewhere else. Like, she switches, like, it's a plot point that she switches her license plate around and, and changes, like, a flag sticker on the side of the van to imply that she's from Germany instead. And then she, she, she keeps up, like, this really bad German accent throughout the film. And again, like... The cast is not like this is this is just a straight up dub job. Like the cast don't put on Norwegian accents or anything. But because it is an obvious plot point that she's pretending to be from Germany, suddenly she has to break out the bad German accent. Yeah. Um other things, the animation's quality in this movie is super inconsistent. Like sometimes it does almost like a Wes Anderson like Coraline like semi-stop motion sort of thing that actually looks okay. But it doesn't commit to it, and it switches back and forth between that and, like, a normal, like, what you'd expect an animated movie to look like animation style almost at random. Um, it's not a bad-looking movie, in ter- at least as far as, like, budget children animations go. It's not that bad-looking, but, like, it, it's super off-putting and weird, like, everything fucking else in this movie. Yeah, like, there's, um, clearly, there's clearly time and effort put into this thing, and, like... Like, the character designs, like, visually, there's nothing really wrong with this movie. It's the content of the movie that's that's fucking batshit. But, like, the designs of the characters are fine. The animation is mostly fine, albeit inconsistent. Like, like the it cinematography great, is fine. Like, it's yeah. just... It's just, what the fuck is happening in this film? 
Yeah, like on a technical level, you can tell they were working on a budget, but it's not like a shitty budget. Like they, they actually, by the look of it, they probably budgeted fairly smartly. It's not an unpleasant movie to look at. It's not particularly noteworthy, but it's not bad. Yeah, it's um, it's not high art or anything, but like it's a like it looks like just a decent you know CGI movie. Like and and like I mentioned, Food Fight earlier. I've seen what happens when CGI yeah, goes no. horribly awry. Like. And this isn't that, clearly. Yeah, and this isn't that. Like, clearly, this isn't that. But, yeah, and that almost makes it, like, more baffling because I I don't think they, like, half-assed this. Yeah, again, it's it's hard to get a read from, like, how important this character is to, like, Norwegian culture just from a quick Wikipedia search. Um, But, like, yeah, this, like, this is this character's, like, third animated film, so... And it had a radio show and a TV show, and, like, so this is a long-running character, so I don't... Yeah, and I'm wondering, like, if the mommy... And at first I thought, like, the mom... So, like, the weird inconsistent animation stuff... Like, uh, friends posited two theories. One posited that two animation studios worked on the movie. One posited that, like, the the budget was just kind of rough, and they maybe, like, had to, like, pseudo-cut corners. I have no idea which one of those is true. Just thought I should bring that to light. Um, oh, I thought you were going to se- say that one theory was that maybe there was some uh, rough editing jobs for the dubbed version? Possibly. I was going to bring up the dub, but I was going to bring up the dub for a different reason. I'm wondering like how much of like the weird mommy shit is due to the dub. Because like it, it comes up... I, a few times I would have attributed that to the dub. Like initially, like the M-pregging car thing when it first happened... Even though it was off-putting, I just assumed that was a translation quirk. But shit like that keeps happening. I have to assume it's... Again. And again. The movie ends up hinging on, like, on on Radar having to convince this baby that that he has been raising that this eagle is actually its real mommy instead. Like, you don't get that moment unless, like, the motherhood thing has been a point throughout the film. The car gets fucking impregged. <laughs> when I first brought that up, people were like, I was, they were like, shut the fuck up. No, it's like, shut up. No, it isn't. And then we kept watching and they were like, oh my God, that actually did happen. Can I, can I do a quick aside to, to go to, for it? I was to bring up anyway. one of my favorite images on the internet. Sure. Uh, there's like a Tumblr blog that's like, ask impreg Sonic and, <laughs> And, like, there's a picture of them, like, hey, hey, we're celebrating two years of this blog. And it's just like, Sonic has been pregnant for two years. <laughs> Sonic has been pregnant for two years. Oh, my God. The baby eagle starts forming, like, fully coherent sentences and is, like, on par with your, like, average three-year-old after less than 24 hours. Yeah, it, like, well, even at the start, it knows words that no one in his presence has said yet. Like, yeah, it's... Which I mean, it's a, it's a fucking cartoon. It's some logic. A baby gets born and it automatically. Yeah, but like the thing shirt. is, it starts. The thing is, it starts out as just like a normal baby, where it can. It's just like voicing mama and dada because it hears like the otter in the car talking about it. But then it's like forming fully coherent sentences and. Uh, all right. Yeah, I just, think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got to move on. But like. Oh, I guess oh, I guess we'll end on this, and this is how I've described this movie, and it's been true every single time. Um, before we like move on to questions, this is one of those weird movies 
where it, it keeps your attention consistently from beginning to end. There's no boring parts. It doesn't, it, 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 it's consistently entertaining, but you feel every single fucking minute of its runtime. And I okay. don't know how that can be, but it happens. Yeah, and the thing is, like, the fact that you really feel it, like, usually implies that the movie is bad, that it's agonizing, but, like, it's it's not. Like, there was a point when we were watching it where I had to stop and ask Matt, like, how much time is left in this movie? And it wasn't because I was getting bored or because I was getting anxious or because I wanted to stop. It was because, like, how much more could possibly be left? Yeah, how many what more, else? How many more, like, just side routes and, like, digressions could they possibly be go on? We're, we're basically at the climax, aren't we? And then we check, and there's still half the runtime left. And it's like, what the fuck is still left and, to do? Yeah. And you're thinking, like, how the hell are they going to pad this? And it is kind of padded, but it's padded with some of the most insane bullshit I've ever seen in my fucking life. I, I feel like, and this this might be backed up somewhat by, uh, again, the, sort of the origin of this character, this might have started off with, like, what was conceived as, like, a short, you know, story for children. Like, just, oh, like, we're gonna we're gonna have fucking, you know, our, our magical police car character save an endangered eagle from a poacher, and that's nice and simple, easy-peasy, and we'll just, we'll pad it out with comedy bits, because it's a kid's movie, like, it doesn't need, none of the stuff that happens really needs to be plot-relevant, we'll just pad it out and pad it out and pad it out, and what they pad it out with winds up being fucking bonkers! Yeah, and not like, it's not even like comedy that's a swing and a miss, although there's a lot of that, a lot of it's just like... <sighs> It's weird shit with Radar being creepy and being like, yeah, I'm your mommy. And it's like, yeah, this thing's mother is like going to get gutted and fucking murdered, dude. What are you doing? Call yeah. back up. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, all right. Let's let's move on yeah. to questions because we're... Let's move on. Yeah. All right. We're, 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 we're spinning our wheels. Okay. Let's start with uh, the questions on the TWA Facebook group. Uh, this first one is from my sister, Monica. Mike, would you say that Matt's choice in movie ruffled your feathers hit a <laughs> sore spot is his bad sense of humor getting aquiline i love that your sister is just like you by yep. the way is your compatriot terrible at picking movies what's your odd nest opinion of the film yeah well this is a question for you explicitly so go right ahead well i mean we've already talked about our opinion of the film like just okay. it's, it's fucking banana town she just wanted to, to, to like you know pelt me with a bunch of bad eagle puns and yeah yeah, like you said, she like yeah. she's just like me. So. Yeah, yeah, that is exactly something that you would do. So yeah. Ah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, this this one's from Trevor. Is it better sister. or worse than the Angry Birds movie in terms of getting weirdly political? Okay, one of the other movies that we thought was go that we thought about watching was actually the Angry Birds movie, but since that movie looked a little too competent, um we picked on this one. I think the Angry Birds movie from what I've gathered is probably more political. This movie isn't really political. It's just fucking bizarre. Doesn't doesn't Angry Birds like sort of accidentally not so accidentally like Im imply that like people from other places should never be trusted is the idea. Oh, no, yeah, no, that movie absolutely implies that Syrian refugees are coming over to invoke Sharia law and with suicide vests. Yeah. 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 Because it's like, they, they set it up so that, like, the pigs are, like, coming from a foreign land and, like, hey, we come in peace. And, like, the actual lesson is that, like, 
you know, shouldn't trust people, and the yeah, hero no, of the, the film actual... is a hero because he fucking hates everybody and is just angry all the time. Yeah, no, the hero of the hero is of that movie is because he's a giant xenophobe and he figures out that those swarthy foreigners will kill your babies. Yeah, not my favorite movie from what I've read of that movie. I kind of want to watch it and see how angry it makes me at some point. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a GPS on that fucking movie sometime. Fucking, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Alright, so a couple more also from Trevor. Uh, which fictional character would be the most boring to meet in real life? Just in general or in this movie? I think just in general. Although, I'm gonna be honest, Radar might be up there. Radar? No, Radar I think would be too creepy to be boring. You know what, if if, if I'm taking this question seriously and like trying to think, like, okay, who is the most legitimately, canonically boring character ever put to fiction? It's probably just John Arbuckle from Garfield. Yeah, probably. Like, being being boring is kind of that character's whole jam. Yeah. I, I'll go with John Arbuckle. I think there are a lot of a, a lot of answers that work. Yeah, here. oh no, there are plenty of characters where like like especially from cartoons and comics and things like that, where the whole joke is like, mm, this guy's a stick in the mud. Merp, merp. Look at the maybe, look at this Dorko with his stamp collection. Maybe Dilbert. Dilbert I think would be like my second. Uh nah, Dilbert if 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 the actual guy who made Dilbert is any indication, he's he's a fucking like alt right son of a fuck. Well, I was, but like the thing is, he'd be boring. Like you know exactly what that motherfucker is going to do. He'd also be kind of insufferable, which is debatably not boring. Depends on how you classify it. But the the, the point the point is, Dilbert is probably a piece of shit. So D- D- yeah, Dilbert's probably a boring piece of shit. But John Arbuckle's probably a little more boring. I think. Yeah, John Arbuckle, like he John Arbuckle is. In a weird sort of way, the fact that John Arbuckle doesn't seem like he's an asshole actually makes him more boring. Yeah. Like, that's the precisely. thing. He's, an, he's, 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 he's a fucking sentient, like, rice cake, but also he seems like kind of a nice guy, so, like, he'd probably be pleasant to be around, but also, like, just really, really dull. So. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Sure. Um, also from Trevor, going, fl- going by Flophouse rules... Was this a genuinely good movie, a good bad movie, or a bad bad movie? Good bad movie. Good bad. Absolutely good bad. One hundred percent with a bullet. Um, from Daniel, who is the sexiest fictional bird? Cass. Oh, uh, oh, he's the the accordion. He, yeah, dude? he's he's the accordion dude from Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I'm trying. I'm trying I'm, to think of another are- one. There are, pal, you can actually pick a lot of the characters in that game because of the, everyone in that game is fucking hot, but I'm yeah. going with Cass. I mean, there's a, there's a couple characters in, like, Rockadoodle because Don Bluth is creepy and horny, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Cass might be it. Don Bluth is probably really into Vore in hindsight. Yeah. And I'm only I'm only half taking the piss when I say that. I think he may have actually been in super into war, if I recall. Honestly, yeah, like if if Don <laughs> Bluth had been born like decades later than he was, like I think he might be like one of the top like commissioned like vor artists in the furry scene. Like <laughs> I think like this period. Yeah, I'm not even I'm not like I'm not joking. Like I'm like this sounds like a bit, but like no, for real. That dude probably like fantasized about getting swallowed a whole lot. Yeah. Also, um it, there was that really super hot duck in that one anime. I'm trying to remember. It was like the Bishy Duck. I can't remember what the Wait, fuck. Wait, wasn't it that was from, from some like are you sure it was an anime? I'm pretty sure it was an anime. It was I, an I animated thought, I think I know what one you're talking about, and I think it's just from like a, a straight to video like 
it might fucking, be like Balto spinoff or something. It might have just been. I, it might no, I'm not thinking. The, I'm not thinking the hot goose. I'm not thinking the hot goose from Balto. Although that would also count. Um, I'm thinking it was definitely like a Japanese animation. It's the fucking animation of like the duck like waving its hair with like the rainbow and shit. I know what I'm saying probably sounds like nonsense, but it is an actual thing. And that's also on the docket for the movies my friends want me to watch. So that should be a thing. Apparently that movie's like alright though. It's mostly the appeal of that super hot duck that brings it into the fold. Okay, but I think we agree we'll go with Cass, I guess, or I'm going with Cass. Anyway. Yeah, you know what? I I don't no one's really jumping out to me so yeah, I might just I might just go with that. I think it's Cass or it's the super hot goose from Balto. Sure, sure. <laughs> I think it was Balto too but like, damn. Alright. <laughs> Next question. Oh wait, hold on. Something just something just hit me. What's um, up? If, if fucking okay. So way way back in the in in the dark times in my fucking four chan days, yeah. Uh, there was uh, the comics and cartoons board discovered this random fucking uh, cartoon chicken from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like I I, I uh, the name of oh, Pavita Pachikova was the name, and like the whole thing is like half her body was boobs. <laughs> like it was fucking ridiculous, and I think it was like from a commercial for butter or something. Like it was, it was just this random hypersexualized bird cartoon that somebody found and posted on 4chan, and like all of a sudden, just fan art for this specific character fucking exploded. Oh and I just, for some reason, I, like that suddenly hit my head. Like, oh right, that's probably like I'm still probably gonna go with Cass to be honest. Yeah. But like, yeah, I just, I just remembered that the fucking weird Cuban tit bird. awesome alright I think we can move on okay that's it for Facebook questions um okay fuck you Mark Zuckerberg from (laughs) what fuck you Mark Zuckerberg well yeah no I agree there's there's never a bad time to tell Mark Zuckerberg to go fuck himself exactly I just called him Mark Zuckerberg more like Mark Zuckerberg (laughs) boom Got him. He has yeah. more money than I'll ever even be able to fathom. Yeah. Oh man. Weird. Weird aside. Like, what's fucking terrifying is that he's very obviously trying to like set himself up for a presidential run someday. Yes. But at the same time, it's kind of hilarious to see like his like social media posts where he tries to convey being just a normal like regular human being. I like, am a human. I love the skin of babies against mine. Yeah. Boy, I sure do like eating toast from a toaster like a regular, normal American human person. Like, it's it's so fucking awkward and weird because it's like, my dude, you 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 haven't seen like anything worth less than a thousand dollars in ten years. It's like, dude, even before you were mega wealthy, by all accounts, you were a a dick and b never acted like a normal human being. Even at your most normal, you were never normal, and now you're definitely not normal, and just, like, put it away, small son. Yeah. God. Anywho, uh, this is from our buddy Joel. Uh, the Homestar Runner cast is playing Sburb. What's everyone's class and aspect? Oh, Jesus So, Matt, Christ. I have to ask, are you familiar with Sburb, the game in Homestuck? Yes. I couldn't tell you, like, what the classes are directly. I okay. vaguely remember, so, so ha- there's, like, half of them. There's some wiggle room because, like, 
like again like it's it's not like what we get in the in the actual comic is an exhaustive list like one of the things in the comic in homestuck is it's implied that there are actually tons and tons and tons and tons of various ways the game uh this like making a new world game can play out but and we only see like yeah three or four different possible versions of it uh but like so so the gist of it is is the class and the aspect what it boils down to is the class is going to be some vaguely fantasy or medieval sounding title uh, a page a knight, knight uh, yeah. a prince a rogue a sylph a witch and then the aspect is some element that you're attuned to time space uh the the, the thing is like some of them some of them the names are actually like not actually what they literally mean like when you're like the seer of light light implies not literal light but luck or fortune uh by that same token instead of saying air they say breath like the main character is like the air of breath uh air as in someone who would inherit stuff not air as in air um yeah and and so there's like there's like hope and doom and blood and 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 like yeah just all kinds of stuff like that the only stipulations, as far as I know, is uh, because of the mechanics of how the game works, at least one character has to be the something of time, and at least one character has to be the something of space. And beyond that, you can pretty much go nuts. All right, so for sake of simplicity, let's just use already established template character templates from Homestuck, like in the text, because we will never, ever get past this question. Right, right, if we right. Don't. So, okay, so, so as far as like aspects that you can have, we've got, we've got light. Void, doom, hope, uh, blood, time, space, uh, breath, um, shoot, what else? Mind. Strong bad is clearly something with doom. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think he's gotta be the, I, hmm. I, I think he might need to be the page of doom. Okay. Because the page gets the really humiliating outfit with no pant legs. <laughs> okay, well... Um, I feel like it would be very strong no. to get the embarrassing class. It would, but if it doesn't have pants, it has to be strong mad. Okay. Um, so strong mad gets the page of blank. We'll get around to that. Uh, well, um, rage is one of the classes. Rage, rage of rage of doom. No, page of rage for uh for for uh, strong, for strong mad? mad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that done. Boom. Okay. Strong bad is the what of doom though. The rogue maybe. Isn't a jester one of them? Uh, no, no. Okay. There's, there's just a character who's a clown. He's he's actually a bard. That character. I think Strong Bad would be the. It could, well, he could be the Bard of Doom. He could be the Bard of Doom, but then that leaves out. What do we give to Coach Z? Um, let's see. Coach Z could be. Well, he could. Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. We, we should probably figure out who's going to be the time character and the space character, because remember, those are really the only rules, is we need a time okay. character and a space time character. Okay, time is... It's easy. One, Homestar and Homestar. Time and space. If those are the only two you require. Okay. And also, Homestar... Which, which, which is which? Um, I feel like Homestar has to be time, and Homestar has to be space. Okay. That makes sense to me. Um, or it makes about as much sense as it possibly could, given this question. Sure. Um, I feel like Marzipan would probably be the Witch of Hope. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, Life is one of the choices. Um, although that that doesn't seem like anything that would fit anybody. Um, also, we need an even number of players. So who have we got so far? We got we got the Strong, Bad, and Mad. Strong, um, Bad, Strong, Mad, Strong, Sad, Marzipan, The Cheat, Homestar, Homstar, Bubs, Coach Z. 
We need one more. The King of Town, I suppose. King of Town. Are we just going to leave the fucking Poopsmith to rot, then? Um, like, who else do we include, though? Because we need an even number. Hmm. Was well, the Conversely, is there someone else we can drop? I don't think we want to drop any of those. Okay. Maybe drop the... Uh, we could drop the King of Town. So, hold on. Let me think here. Strong Mad, Strong Sad, Strong Bad, Homestar, Marzipan, that's five. Coachy, Bubs, The Cheat. We could roll with those eight. That would probably be fine. We would lose Homsar, though. We would lose Homsar. We can't lose Homsar. We can't lose Homsar. So I feel like it's Homsar, King of Town. Dang. Oh, no, 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 no. Not King of Town. Pom-Pom. Oh, perfect. Yeah, oh, jeez. Yeah. How can we forget Pom-Pom? Yeah, no, The character you never fucking says anything. How did we forget Pom-Pom? Yeah, I know, right? He now fights Coach Z on that on a bridge one that's, time. That's the thing, is that <laughs> technically speaking, technically speaking, the Poopsmith has taken a vow of silence before he's introduced into the series, and he has said more dialogue than Pom Pom. Because Pom Pom just makes gurgling noises. <laughs> well, he makes bubble popping noises. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Also, Pom Pom was one of the first characters ever introduced in that series, so yeah, we gotta have Pom Pom. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay, so Pom Pom would be the whatever of love. Assuming that uh, well, heart heart is one of the things. Okay, so the pom pom definitely that. Okay, wait, what? Did, wait, did, didn't we give didn't we give Marzipan? No, we gave Marzipan hope. I'm no, sorry. Marzipan is hope. Yeah. Uh, who's left? So we need to give strong sad something. We need to give the cheat something. Coach the cheat is definitely bubs. the rogue. The cheat, cheat, yeah, but he's the rogue of what? Uh, that's where you come in. I'm gonna go with void. Okay, that works. Yeah. Um, I mean, the cheat is actually established as having like weird spatial manipulation powers too. Yeah, although that does that does give him the same class as one of the canonical characters and what might actually be the best character in the comic. So, yeah, that works because that's 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 the cheat through and through. Um, okay. <sighs> the cheat's cheatastic adventures with Moses Malone in Moses Malone Land. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what does Strong Sad get? Strong Sad gets the whatever of sorrow. Or whatever the closest analog to that is. Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, we can make one up because, like, fuck it, you know, none of this matters. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm. I. I don't want to go back and figure out how far we are and how many we we have left that we need. I kind of want to just move on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I, I feel like I feel like we did we did our our our, our duty as much as we can be. Yeah, this. To this that. Yeah, the thing is, is this is like the perfect bait question. Because we could absolutely sit here for, like, an hour hashing this son of a bitch out. You know what? Like, and I, probably would. You know what? If anyone actually wants to take the time to, like, take everything we've established so far and, like, fill out the rest of the chart and figure that out and, like, send that to us, like, please do. Because... <laughs> Alternatively, we could do a bonus recording. Yeah, maybe. I, I, like, I actually kind of want to see this through to the end and, like, get, yeah. like, fan art of it and just see how this shit works. But yeah. also, I'm too tired and and too having just watched uh, Bold Eagles to Eagles. really think about this shit. Yeah, let's move on. Okay, uh, from our buddy Jordan, uh, what crazy straight-to-video thing do you honestly enjoy? Uh, this one. Yeah, um, I've mentioned before really liking Food Fight, and that was straight-to-video because uh, it. Well, here's the thing: Food Fight did come out in a theater in the UK very briefly, but by and large it was straight to DVD. <laughs> well, in America, it never got a theatrical release, so it counts. 
At least All for right. our criteria. Uh, yeah, Food Fight, definitely. Uh, this movie, I think, never got a theatrical. I would be astonished if this got a theatrical release. Holy yeah. shit. What is the actual worst thing you've been forced to watch? Huh. So, this this there's something that's kind of uh, uh, an in-joke between me and my siblings. But one time, we accidentally, like, we went to a video rental store, and we rented something, like, we didn't know what it was. I, I think we actually got the wrong video? Like, something might have gotten swapped out. We watched something called Clown White. And it's, like, this story about a little boy who, like, he's deaf. And, like, he... Like, the the lady who, I guess, is keeping an eye on him. Like, he, he wants to spend some time alone and, like, explore the city that he's in. So he, he takes off his hearing aid um, and, like, hides it in a toilet so he can just, like, be away from sound for a while. And wanders in the city and, like, befriends a mime. It's... It's fucking weird. And I barely remember any of it beyond just like, man, this is bad. So I'm going so I'm going to disqualify like really horrible shit I've watched in like YouTube videos and whatever, because I'm assuming this is like a movie related question. I, I think it wants to know some sort of fictional work. Like we're not it's not uh, looking for like a snuff film. Yeah, I was about to say because I've seen some shit. Anyway, I'm going to go and this seems weird. Even that, as I'm saying it, but honest to God, I found the movie completely fucking insufferable from beginning to end. James Cameron's Avatar. Oh my God, that fucking movie. Wow. And folks, I want you to bear in mind that we just spent like half an hour gushing about how good a time we had watching Bold Eagles. Because Bold Eagles is bafflingly awful. James Cameron's Avatar is soul-crushingly predictable. The thing about Bold Eagles is you cannot predict what is going to happen in Bold Eagles if you go into it blind. Shit, you actually had information about this movie going into it, and you couldn't predict what was going to happen in this fucking movie. James Cameron's Avatar is a movie where you sit down, you watch the first 15 minutes, and you know exactly how every single fucking scene in that bloated like two hours and like 40 minutes or two hours and 30 what is the runtime on james cameron's avatar it's too much don't even bother looking it up it doesn't i'm looking it up right now yeah but anyway that movie is bloated as shit uh, how long is it runtime avatar movie runtime this fucking movie two hours and 42 minutes for this fucker wow okay God so, damn it! That so basically, you're, go, you're going with you're going with the logic that like the worst thing a film can be is boring. Boring, absolutely. Which and James Cameron, I kind of I kind of agree with. Like, there's definitely like like as again evidence with what we've been discussing. There's definitely less technically competent things out there. Oh but, yeah, but James, like, and let yeah. me make it clear: James Cameron's Avatar is a completely competently produced movie. It just Like, I knew exactly what was going to happen in that movie half an hour into it. And it's like, how much longer does this movie run? And it's like, for two hours and ten minutes more. And I'm like, oh my god. Alright. Now, with that said, let's... Let's take the literal description of the question. What is the actual, like, just objectively worst thing you've watched? Whether you enjoyed it or not. Probably Shark Zone. And I love that movie. Shark Shark Zone? Shark Zone was as far... I've never been able to find the movie. It was on Netflix streaming for a bit. It's gone now. I've never been able to find it ever again. It was what was probably a super schlocky, 
straight-to-DVD shark attack movie, and it was a real piece of shit. <laughs> no, I've never heard of anybody else who's ever watched this movie, but that movie is amazing. I mean, it's All terrible. Right. The movie is a total fucking piece of shit, but it's amazing. All right. Uh, yeah. let, let's get rolling. Uh, from at Tommy Two Hands. If a car is alive, does having a baby inside of it constitute unbirthing, vor, or both? Um, so this is where it gets weird. And it's worth, it's worth of... noting that this baby, both in and out of the egg, spends a lot of time under Radar's hood. Yes. And remember, when the egg gets put into Radar's hood, he explicitly says it feels like he now has a baby in his tummy. Jesus fucking Christ. Um... Well, if it's an egg, it would be overpositioning, I think, kind of, or something akin to it. Um, it's I, th- probably... I think we're three for three here. Yeah, like, because, okay, here's the, the thing about... Because the kind of its belly, but also kind of its mouth, but also kind of, like, the... if you're in a live car, like, people... Well, no, it has a yet. mouth. It has, like, a mouth. Also, here's the thing. Here's where it also gets tricky, because a lot of times... Unbirthing is also classified as vaginal vor and vice versa, and there's kind of a difference, but unless you're like me and you spent way, 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 way too much time looking at deviant pornography and learning the subtle nuances of it all, for the most part, it's kind of interchangeable. So, I think the answer's both. Okay. And, yeah, so so this this movie uh, explicitly has... Uh, Mpreg, unbirthing, vor, inflation, overposition. Uh, did I leave anything out? It's debatably not overposition because oh, it's piss not play. Because like, there are so many jokes about the baby having to go take a wee, take a piss. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's debatably not overpositioning because of like some of the weird specifics and logistics involved. Because like, yeah, but, but it's a magic car. Like it is a magic car. You're playing kind of fast and loose at that point. We are playing fast and loose. I'll admit, but it's a little. That one's a little tenuous. I'm not sure about that one. The vor slash like I'm birthing thing though. It's got to be one or the other. Probably both. Almost certainly both. Yeah. So this movie's fucked up. Yeah. All right. Next also, question. Also, also like prime jackoff material? Question mark four stars. No. No. <laughs> No. Okay. No. Um, no. From at at no. Chum Personable, no. how does this compare to Valiant 2005? Never seen it, actually. I've so never seen I it either. Help. I think that movie might be about World War II messenger pigeons and came out in theaters? I'm looking this up right now. Bring up the next question. <laughs> um, we've never seen it. Can't comment. Okay. Uh, from at Hey It's Beeb, our buddy Beeb. Am I slightly to blame for suggesting this? Yes. Yes. Um, you are hardly the only culprit for this. I got a, we like, the thing about it is when I posted that thread on Twitter, I got a lot of reactions and responses saying that we should do a GPS. You were one of them. You're absolutely partially to blame for this, but you don't, you don't shoulder the blame by yourself. Not by a long shot. Okay. Uh, also from Beeb, could you take an eagle in a fist fight? On the one hand, birds have hollow bones and their talons only slash in a set direction, but also they're massive. They are... Hmm. I... Hmm. Here's the thing. I would not walk away from it unscathed, but I'm pretty sure I could beat an eagle in a fight. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I think like, I like, could. I'm because... probably losing an eye, but I would come out on top. Yeah, no, and your arms are going to get ripped to ever holy shit, too. Let's not forget that. However, it's going to be, unless that thing hits an artery on your wrist or your throat, 
which it's probably not going to be able to do just because of like the logistics of doing that from like a dive bomb perspective. Um, it's probably, it's like this thing like can't kill you or it's going to take an agonizingly long time and you get this thing with one good swing and you break its wing. And then once its wing is broken, it's fucked. You pin it to the ground and you crush its skull. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Uh, I don't want to do it because if, if I get into a fight with an eagle, I'm walking away from that fight, a broken man, but I'm walking away from that fight. Yeah. I, I think I could take it, but it would fuck me right up. Yeah. And I don't want to, yeah, and I'm with Mike. I don't, I don't want to pick, I can win that fight, but I'm not picking that fight if I can avoid it. Okay. Uh, from at Paul C. Pace, if Red Bull gives you wings, what happens if a bold eagle drinks Red Bull? It gets two sets of wings, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yep, asked and answered. Uh, also from at Paul C. Pace, I'm sure this will already be covered in the episode, but what the fuck is bold eagles? Are there italic vultures and underline hawks? <laughs> no and no at least insofar as this movie is concerned as for what bold eagles are i couldn't tell you because this movie only meets the 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 eagles aren't the the mother eagle is bold enough like it like attacks the poachers at one point the the little eagle i guess is also kind of bold it's bold eagles in the most strict sense of that word where the eagles are like just bold and or don't have enough understanding of the repercussions of their actions to classify as bold, and there are two of them, so it does meet the minimum criteria for the title Bold Eagles, but it only meets the bare minimum criteria for the title Bold Eagles. Yeah, and, and to be clear, in spite of the pun, these are not bald eagles that were, that were in the no, movie. No, they're, they're explicitly they're, stated as sea eagles. They're yeah, they explicitly are, they're Norwegian sea eagles, sea eagles yeah. This fucking movie. So, it's a dumb movie. Um, last question from at Pollyanna Days. How long have you all enjoyed eagle porn? Um, I don't typically. I mean, it gets weird because, like, actual like eagles fucking doesn't do anything for me. But if we're talking anthropomorphized eagles, hmm. Do okay. Is this just a schoolyard like wives' tale thing, or is this real? Like, eagles fuck falling out of the sky. Is that true? I'm, I'm almost positive that's bullshit. You know what? I'm, almost positive I'm, that's bullshit. I'm, I'm gonna regret this. I'm gonna Google how do eagles mate. And wow, it, it fucking... Um, Find a YouTube nope. videos of eagles shagging. Uh, when eagles lock talons in the air, that is a courtship uh, ritual. It is not the actual mating uh, to actually mate, they must be on a hard surface so the male can yada 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 yada. Yeah. So they actually do the thing where they plummet out of the air, but that's just a mating ritual. Yeah. So, okay. So it's like, actually, there's some truth, like a lot of bold wives' tales, there's like a nugget of truth in there, but yeah, just, yeah, yeah. no, that's not. They don't like fucking free fall. That's a little extreme. Yeah. Um, what the hell was this question? Oh, right, eagle porn. Uh, it depends on if you count anthropomorphized eagles. If no, uh, not really. Like, eh, like, actual, real, honest-to-God bestiality doesn't do much for me. But, like, yeah. if we're talking anthropomorphized eagles, hell yeah, get that shit in there. Um, as for when I would have started enjoying it, I don't think there's a hard set limit here. I think 20... Yeah, 2013, late 2012, early 2013 was when I started to kind of say fuck it in regards to my sexuality and got into all sorts of weird porn. It would have been around then. So about so, four or five years. So so about the re, either from the release year of Food Fight to the release year of Bold Eagles. 
somewhere in that range. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. I really, really fucking hate you. No, but it's weird because I can explicitly remember that because it was December and I was looking at really weird furry tentacle porn. I was like, I am depressed by how aroused I am by this. And that was basically the beginning of the end. Yeah. And now I mean, you all know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a thrill unless you feel kind of guilty afterward. <laughs> no, no, it's still a thrill because I've lost the ability to feel guilt. <laughs> eh, maybe I'll get there someday. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's going to do it for us. What, what was it you were looking up a moment ago? I've already lost track. I was looking up Valiant, a 2005 film, and this thing looks like a real piece of shit. Holy fuck. Hit me with that plot summary. Um, as allies prepare for the D-Day invasion, a pigeon named Valiant, played by Ewan McGregor, wants to contribute to the war effort. With carrier pigeons being decimated by German Falcon Von Talon, played by Tim Curry. Holy shit. The understaffed Royal Homing Pigeon Corps accepts pint-sized Valiant and his shady friend Bugsy, played by Ricky Gervais. After surviving training, Valiant is sent on a dangerous mission to rescue Mercury, played by John Cleese, a messenger bird taken prisoner by the Nazis. Rotten what the Tomatoes, fuck? 31%. IMDb, 5.6. 77% of Google users liked this movie. Release date, August 19th, 2005, United States. I distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. The fuck? The fuck? I remember this movie's poster, and that's literally yeah, it. That's again. I was about to say the exact same thing. Like I remember seeing a cardboard standee for this movie when I went in to see some other film. I don't remember what. What like, was coming out in two thousand five? Fuck if I know. I guess look it up. I mean, we're just well, hold around on. Let here. me hold on. Let me. I'm gonna take a shot in the dark. I'm gonna laugh if this is true. No, Shrek 2 came out the year before. <laughs> I did not see Shrek 2 in the theater. <laughs> All right. Hold on, let me, let me just Google movies from 2005 and just see what happens. What pops up here? Uh, let's see. Oh, it might have... Oh, it's probably King Kong, actually. Oh, was it? I remember hating that movie. Yeah. Well, let's see what else came out the year. Batman Begins, uh, Sin City, uh, Star Wars Episode 3... Uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. So, for reference, um, A Valiant came out August 19th. So, it would have been something around August, mid-August. Okay, let me see, let me just, let me, let me, uh, narrow the search and put in movies from August 2005. Uh, Red Eye, Skeleton Key, Four Brothers, The Great Raid, The Brothers Grimm, The Cave, The Constant Gardener, Dukes of Hazard, Forty-Year-Old Virgin, Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. <laughs> No, none of these. Let me let me all, let me let me try July. Like all of the quality black. Let me go with July. Fucking oh, Fantastic Four. Oh Jesus! God, Sky High Wedding. Fuck me! I, none of this seems like anything I've watched. What about uh, like a month later? Yeah, let, let, let me go with. Uh, I was I was gonna go even earlier and try June. Uh, wow, it only lists two of them. Uh, I guess, I guess these, I guess the Google movie listing stopped being comprehensive after a point. It just lists Walk the Line and June Bug. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try September. Um, do you love this hot Googling action, folks? Is this good radio? <laughs> uh, fucking Lord of War, Into the Blue, History of Violence, Serenity, Roll Bounce, Exorcism, Hooligans, Unfish Life, Transporter 2. Yeah, nothing. Fucking nothing. What the nothing. fuck movie were you going to see? 
I mean, you need I, to figure this out. I mean, I'm man. pretty sure I, I nailed it with King Kong. Okay, if it, was well, I don't King know Kong? actually. No, wait, no, that would have been Christmas, wouldn't it? Let me let me see. Might have been Batman on. Begins. When did Batman Begins come out? Um, let me let me see. Hold on. Oh yeah, Batman Begins came out in June. It was probably Batman Begins. Yeah, it was probably Batman Begins. I fuck if I can figure out what else it would have been. Let me check King Kong. Uh, and then we'll close on this, because this digression has gone on way too long. We're fucking um, solving a mystery, dude. Yeah, King Kong was December 5th, Yeah, so it was probably so probably, Batman it was Begins. probably Batman Begins then, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, okay, um, yeah, so, Valiant, highly recommend seeing a cardboard standee on the way to see Batman Begins in 2005. I was like, I love how the homie fucking emails, and he's like, what do you think of Valiant? I'm like, what the fuck is Valiant? And I look at that, I'm like, oh yeah, Valiant. I never saw that yeah. movie. I just recognized the poster. I definitely recognized it from the title, but again, I've never seen it. We might have, we might have to try and watch it because that description makes it sound like something fucking bonkers. Yeah. Like, wow. How do you how do you make an animated kids movie about pigeons during World War Two? How do you? There's a fucking skinhead Nazi ass murder hawk falcon named Von Talon. And the thing about this is, I have never seen any Valiant merch and anything, I've never ever seen any Valiant merch or any, like, Walt Disney-branded Valiant shit ever for any reason, which makes me think that this movie, this movie must have been something. Oh, God. I'm, now I'm, I'm looking really... at a picture of the villain and his, like, two side Nazis, and, like, oh, God, this looks bad. Like, just the actual, like, CGI quality. And, like, I know it's from 2005, and it probably didn't have the biggest budget, but fuck but, like, Trek me. 2, But Trek 2 was out by then, and Trek 2 looks fine. I mean, even beyond all, like, the stupid Trek is Drek and all the dumb memes, like, Trek 2 is a like, fine-looking movie. I, 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 I want to show you this picture, because, fuck, look at this. Look at this! Let me see. Oh, man, this looks... This is some food fight <laughs> shit. ho, <laughs> All right. We might have uh, to watch this. I'm not going to say it's going to be an episode of GPS because I don't want this to turn into just a bad movie podcast. But like, yeah, I think but... I think just for me and Matt personally, I think we're going to have to seek out this film because yeah. holy shit. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's 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 bold eagles. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing with our lives? I don't know. <laughs> Matt, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, um, let me fucking the nice man I, who followed me at Jeff Branson 81. Uh, it seems like a nice dude. I haven't interacted with him that much. I don't, he it seems like a very nice person given his Twitter feed. You can follow him or not. Um, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's not send random people at some random person's like Twitter handle. That's true. We'll edit this out then. Okay. But he does seem like a nice dude. So. All right. Cool. I like I, how you just declare we're going to edit something. Like, you, you no, have we're not played a part in that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know if we're going to edit this. Fucking, I don't even know who edits this. Do you edit it? Does yeah, I edit, edit it. it. I don't know. Okay, I don't this know. Is a, don't... This has been a two-man operation from day I don't one. Think anybody, I don't think anybody's actually going to follow this dude. He seems like a nice enough dude, so I doubt he'll be... I doubt he'll really give a shit either, but... Like, <laughs> okay. Don't fucking tweet bold. Don't, don't. Don't, don't, tweet don't, tweet, don't tweet weird bullshit at Jeff Branson, though. He's a nice person, and I don't think he's the type of person who would ever listen to this podcast. 
if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And by that, I mean he doesn't talk about his penis on his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, if if you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter, at MikeLovesRabbit. Do feel free to follow me. And also, like, I don't talk about my penis either. I'm sorry. But, like, I, I tweet some other stuff that you might like. <laughs> you you also, do tweet a lot of shitposting and occasionally some porn, so you still meet the demographic. Yeah, I, I don't really tweet porn, to be uh, You don't tweet porn, but although I think you do fave it, because I think I've seen porn come up. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah. I hit that. Yeah, I, I smashed that prob- MF like button. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I've definitely caught some of that, which is prob- well, probably why I got confused. Also, you notice on Twitter, nobody's like, oh, I hope I don't accidentally retweet porn now, because it's fucking meaningless. Because yeah. if you use your Twitter and you fave porn, your friends are going to see that shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And maybe it's, it's, also... It's fucking too late for me to bother. Like, I actually made an AD account just so I could talk to other people's AD accounts, but like, I don't, I don't fucking use it for anything. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally just there to have a locked account. Like, if, I, if, I, if I'm looking at fucking Twitter porn, I'll just, like, fave it on main. Fuck it. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah I don't give a shit, either. Yeah. Although I don't Considering consider the stuff we proudly announce to the world on our podcast, like, it's kind yeah, of too I mean, late to I try just, play coy. I mean, I've... I think I've said this multiple times that I, like, regularly jack it to fucking tentacle furry porn. I think I've said that more than once. And, in fact, I know I've said it more than once because I've said it at least twice in this episode, and I think I've said it repeatedly before. I don't know why we're still going with this. I don't know why it keeps anyway, coming back to this. If you want to get a hold of this podcast, uh, at G-Shaped on Twitter, that is at G-S-H-A-P-E-D on Twitter, at G-Shaped, you can uh, send us questions, you can find out what we're going to be talking about in the future, you can send us suggestions for uh, for the fucking episode subjects. Um, you know, and like, if you want to try and solve the mystery of Matt's Twitter handle that, you know, he wants you to try and dig for, and, like, then you can see him screen cap shitty kids movies and then demand we do an episode about it. <laughs> the people demanded. I am a man of the people. I give them what they want. Just not your Twitter handle. Just not my, well, no, actually, Eric forgot to edit it out in an episode of TWA. You can find it somewhere in there. Yeah. That's a hint. <laughs> Go watch, start start watching episodes of TWA, start pounding through those, because I think Chintzy mentions it at one point. It was either like you or Chintzy, I think. It was, it was Zach. You, you mean Zach, whose real actual no, human name is Zach? No, I mean Chintzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Help. So, anyway, we should we should probably wrap this fuck oh, up. Oh, we should have wrapped I, this we, fucker up. I think we finished talking ago. about the actual subject of this episode like half an hour ago. No, anyway. we did like half of this episode. It's <laughs> been us bullshitting in the last half. It's not unlike bold eagles. We just keep finding new ways to keep going. Yeah. Anyway, increase with increasingly disturbing tangents. <laughs> <laughs> so, for going pear shaped, I've been Mike. And I've been mad. And always remember, diddle yourself constantly. <laughs> the car gets fucking unpicked. <laughs>